Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story, they are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We met at a birthday party and we sat next to each other at a table and we connected and we spoke and I met both uh, her and her husband, beautiful people from south uh, of Perth, from Albany. And we connected and for some reason, unknown to us, but obviously a godly reason, we uh, connected really, really well, so much so that I went to visit them in Albany, ministered with them and had a wonderful time. And uh, then they did the same. They came into town and they also ministered and blessed our little church. And tonight uh, I will have uh, here at Kingdom Stories from Down Under, Karen uh, Robinson and then later on Dan Robinson. So this week's episode will be with Karen and next week's episode will be with Dan. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Pastor Kingdom Great. Stories. Kingdom, do you know what Kingdom Stories Tell are? Me. So Kingdom Stories are stories of Kingdom people. And uh, I remember when you read my book, you said, I love the fact that it was about Kingdom, especially the yes. second part. So I thought, oh, okay, she's got the awareness about the kingdom. This is absolutely beautiful. So you must be a kingdom person. Um, all the way. All the way. What did you do with your religi- uh, religiosity? I don't understand the question. So <laughs> you, you, you can't be religious and kingdom. You, you can only be one. Well, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a religious Oh, so you never thing. went through no, that no. chores? No, so I didn't know. You went straight into kingdom? Straight. Oh, but did you marry a religious person? It's hard to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know how it looks or what it is. No, I, I had no, no benchmark. I didn't know. Wonderful. What can, I, you know, I've come across in my later walk. Yeah. As a minister, I've, I've had to understand what religion is. Yeah. No, it was just banging into Jesus Christ. Beautiful. So you must have had really good uh, spiritual fatherhood and motherhood around you, or strong people. I had a really good dad, and I had a great mum. But, you know, like every family, you have, you know, issues. Where were you born? Okay, well, I was born in Manly, Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Um, We moved to Melbourne in my... Early years. How old were you? I was two. So obviously you have no recollection of Sydney? No, until I went back there. Okay. And then you're in Melbourne? Melbourne for a, for a number of years. And then um, Dad moved us to Queensland, North Queensland. So we went to wow. high school in there. So. We, you know, How many siblings? Uh, I'm the eldest. Yeah. And I have um, a sister and a brother. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, that's all. Close? In age? Brother is a year younger and my sister's three years younger. Nice, nice. So you kind of grew up together? Yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah, they're just normal Aussie family, you know, struggling, fighting, running after each other. We lived in the um, beautiful side of Dandenong Ranges. Up in the hills? Yeah, it's just at the bottom. Uh, okay. Little down. Little down, beautiful. Yeah, so 
There was a, a Lily Dale line, I think, a uh, train line, wasn't there? Oh, look, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it was a great upbringing. It really was. We, what was your dad doing? Oh, dad did everything. He was a butcher by trade, uh -huh. but he tried his hand at everything. Okay. He was um, an ex I probably call him an extreme person. Yeah. Everything he did was at 150%. Wow. Which is probably where you get I got that. The drive. Um, he was he was just a really great dad, and I can't speak for him being a husband, but I know being a daughter, I was um, the apple of his eye, and so he always, you know, he brought me up saying that, Karen, whatever you put your hand to, you can do. Wow. So, you know, when you see people coming into the kingdom, yes, and they have father issues. Okay. Um, you know, I never had that. You can't relate. I can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you want to be able to reach out and minister yes. in there, and I understand that, but no, I never had to deal with those kind of issues yeah. because I had a great loving father. Don't you think it's quite distorted now? Uh, it's almost like it's expected that you have other issues. I think so. Yeah. I think it's distorted. I think we, you know, we have an expectation that more people have had father issues than not. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I also spent a lot of time in, um, in, in my ladies when we were in Melbourne. I spent ten years in the prison system working yeah. as a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> I often say when I was in prison, and I have to correct myself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and obviously in that culture, there is a lot of breakdown in family. And you yeah, you are the poor face. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's 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 all ranges of experiences. For so from Melbourne you moved to far north Queensland, how, how far north? Cairns or? No, 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 just, uh, um, well, I say that I come from Noosa. Okay. But I do live in, I come from Gympie. Gympie, okay. <laughs> Noosa sounds a lot nice. Nice, yeah, yeah. sunshine comes. Yeah. So. Gympie is more inland, is it? Inland, it's a gold, uh, gold town, so mm -hmm. it's inland and it's very hilly and uh, hot. Yeah, red earth. Hot. Yeah. So we had a bit of a farm Why, there. why did you move there? Why did that? I think it was one of a new start in life. They were, you know, had uh, experiences in Melbourne that they wanted to say goodbye to and mm -hmm. start afresh. So, um, you know, they uh, picked up and we. How old were you when you moved to prison? I was um, 14 and oh. I was very upset about doing that. Yeah. yeah. By then you would have had a lot of friends. Friends, I had, high school. had established in my. Friendships and my school. I kind of, I, I think it took that long to really feel like I belonged to something, and then yeah. all of a sudden we. Were there any other activities outside school that you were involved in? Sports, clubs, oh, churches. Sports. Oh, you didn't like it. No, no, it's not good at sports. No. You like it now? No, I don't like it now. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so glad that my husband doesn't watch any sports whatsoever. That's good. You know, I don't have one of those husbands that, you know, has to watch the football. Or, Go golfing. Full day, full day of cricket. Yeah, it's great. It's great. No, I. Keeps the money in the bank, too. Well, that's the right. I can go a lot more shopping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not that you need it. <laughs> um, but no, my, my upbringing in sports, I probably. The only thing I did was ballet. And okay. So, yeah, my mum was a ballet fanatic, so. Okay. You know, and her parents love to live their dreams to their children. Hmm. So. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, so we 
into Queensland and then I guess, you know, as a, as a teenager, well, actually when I was 13, you cry out and say, Where, what's my purpose, what's my life purpose, what do I want to be? And um, I just, I heard the audible voice of God coming from the back of my back room in, in the shed. Yeah. And, it, and he just said, you're, you'll be working for me, 100%. You'll be in my service. And I, I literally thought someone was talking to me, but I knew it resonated on the inside of me. Yeah. I looked around to see who was talking to me. You've never been acquainted with the voice of God before? Never. Not even church? No. We never went to church. Mm. Maybe once for a christening and once So for... did you ask yourself who was that? I knew it was God. Oh, you knew it was God? Yeah. I don't know how I knew. Yeah. I just knew it was God. And did you start pursuing? No, well, you know, I just had this conversation. I, I mean, I'm a very simple person. Yeah. So when he spoke to me, I just had that conversation. Well, God, you know, that's great. I, I feel really at peace and, and, and it settled the question now what my future is going to be. Yeah. But I was only 14, 15 years old. And so I said to him, I'm still too young. And my concept of it being in his service was my... TV exposure to what it looked like, and no, to no, me no. it was the flying nun on TV. Yeah. So, and I was pretty excited because I really liked that show, and I thought that would be awesome to do that. But. But I was too young. Yeah, not ready yet. Not ready. <laughs> so, so I said, you know, I'm happy to do that, um, but just give me about five years, hmm. and then I'll, um, I'll take up that. that so uh, what did you do in the next five years? Destroyed my life almost. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. In Gympie? No, no, I, I, I um, obviously I finished high school, went to university. Where? In uh, University of New England in New South Wales. I, I picked the furthest university that accepted me away from mum and dad because I thought all my issues were there, was from them. Yes. And so as you do, you, you run away. And um, Were there really issues or just... Oh, you know, just normal teenage issues. You blame yeah. your parents for everything. Okay. You know, if you're not not brought up as a Christian. Yeah. So, um, so I went to uni and uh, found the party scene and skipped all my studies and decided to move to Sydney. So you you didn't go through the university. I went two. I went. To, I went two years. Mm -hmm. And I went to Sydney and nearly almost destroyed. I went down the, the drug, you know, trail. And, yeah. um, Did it start in New England or more in Sydney? Well, look, it started right from, you know, growing up, seeing it in the home. Okay, so how did you see that? Family? They were the smoking pot? Or? Well, I don't want to... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So my dad, um, to make ends meet, he sold it. Mm -hmm. He sold pot. He grew up on the farm. He was introduced to it when yeah. we moved to Queensland. Uh, someone said to him, "You, if you grow these seeds, this is what you're going to grow, and yeah. you'll get lots of money for it." Mm. So he did it, yeah. you know, um, to make provision for the family. And um, and so when I was a teenager, I just didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Oh, it was common. Um, it was common. And people were smoking. You didn't I didn't know it. any different. Okay. And of course, alcohol. And but that just opens the doors. Yeah, to, of course. To, to other. Yeah. So I guess um, it came to a place where in Sydney, um, being in you know being in the party scene and in hospitality, and 
So you okay. started working in bars or yeah. restaurants? Yeah, restaurants, bars, um, anything to do with Australia, events. Yeah. And, um, and who, who were you living with? Oh, just uh, friends. We rent flats or Oops. houses. I always landed work, so I always had money. Yeah. There was never any problem there. Um, I, I always grew up with the belief that I could do anything. Sure. Because that's what my dad instilled yeah. in me. So whether I'm on drugs, work, I can still do anything. And work wasn't an issue. You work was no work. issue with me. I'd get a job anyway. Yeah. I'd land really good jobs. Mm. So, um, you know, jobs that paid well. Yeah. And if they didn't pay enough, I would sell, sell drugs. Oh. Yeah. So. Mm. There's plenty of clients everywhere, wasn't there? <laughs> there were lots. But, you know, um, I guess the saving grace of God's hand on my life. Yeah. And what was your brother and sister doing? Well, my brother, he was a chef. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really have a lot to do with him as I grew up and I moved away. I didn't. He remained in Gibby? He actually... No, no, he left too. We all left home very early. Yes. And he um, moved to the Gold Coast and um, went into hospitality. Yes. And, and worked his way up in, in chefs. Then he decided to... Um, take his chefing around the world and um, get his, uh, what do you call that? Um, uh, skiing, snowboarding, that's it. Yeah. Snowboarding um, uh, certificate for training people. Because we grew up skiing. So I'm saying we had a great childhood. I, I yeah. say, there was lots of like stuff going on in the family. But great fun as but well. Great fun. And extreme fun. Extreme fun. Yeah. Extreme fun to the place where. We would we would um, go skiing every winter. We'd go skiing. Yeah. My dad broke his collarbone. Wow. And uh, we would still go skiing because yeah. I would sit on the driver's side and change his gears for him so that we could still drive up the mountain. <laughs> so. That's cute. You know, um, you know there was there was nothing that would hinder or stop us if yeah. we wanted to do something. Yeah. And um, I guess that's where you, you you have that attitude built into you too, that nothing's impossible. Yeah. He would break every rule. He would break every barrier. Yeah. And um, it didn't matter mm. what it was. If, if that's what you want, you go for it. Yeah. So whether it's illegal or legal. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> so I'm kind of learning the rules now. Yeah. <laughs> Coming into kingdom, there's rules, right? <laughs> Justice and righteousness. <laughs> there's rules. That was missed. Regulations. So, um, you know, good, good and bad. So. And your sister? Yeah, she went into hospitality too. Okay. Um, she didn't last in that area. She was more gifted with the children, so she grew up. Uh, she changed industries and, and spent some time with the children in the um, education area. But then she also moved into dentistry, and so she's found her niche in dentistry, not as a dentist, but as a manager of a, a clinic. So, nice. Yeah, she's she's um, done great things. Relationships. We're all married. No, no. Uh, in in your early years, how how. Were you keeping relationships or were you going through? I, I actually, you know what, I would burn through them very quickly. I never kept a lot of relationships. I was, um, I was just very focused on me, you know, it's yeah. all about me. And so if it wasn't going to suit my agenda, I'd just move on. Mm. So, mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I'm what really happened next? Myself what what happened next? <laughs> I've changed a lot. This is how I got my job in the prison, actually, because they wanted to know all about me, and they had this, um, you know, the psychological test. Yes. 
and you have to be really honest, yeah. you know, and have all these questions. Have you ever sold drugs? Have you ever done drugs? Have you ever done this? Have you ever done that? And there was no middle ground. It was all yes or no. Yes or no. Yeah. I thought, I can't lie on this thing. I'm a, you know, I, I live in the kingdom now. Sure. And he sees everything. Yeah. And so I just thought it was brutally honest. I thought, I'll never, ever get a job in a prison. <laughs> with my with CV. My, with my CV. Do you know what I mean? You know, my dad went to jail. Yeah. My mum went to jail. And um, there's no way that I'm going to get a job in, a, in the justice system. But I sat on the other side of this desk with my two panels yeah. and I explained to them, I am so suitable for your job because I've been in the place where these guys have been. I know them. And I know them. Yeah. And I know that it is possible to change a life. Mm. I, I know that I can role model what it is to change a life for these people because I know I've done it. Wow. And they just went, you're in. <laughs> so that happened in Sydney? Yeah. You became a police officer? Uh, no, 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 that, that happened when I came back in, uh, into Western Australia. So you were in hospitality? Oh, sorry, Melbourne. So that's, that's a big, big yeah, gap there. So, um, yeah, hospitality, it, my life is self-destructing, you know. Yeah. It just never got better. I, I, woke, I, I guess I just woke up to myself and said, if I don't move back home yeah. and reconcile with my family, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Mm. It was that it was that moment where I yeah. woke up, and and so I just picked up. I was one of those people that didn't it didn't take me much to get up and move. I yeah. had no issues. I never set roots down in anywhere. Yeah. So it was it wasn't hard for me once I made that decision. I'm going. That's it. Started. You know. So I just picked up and went. You went back to Queensland. Went back to Queensland. And um, they were still there. They, they were. They had moved to the Gold Coast at that time okay. because my dad had been caught with selling drugs. He ended up. The story was he actually um, ended up selling down in a turf in a in an area of other people's territory. Turf territory. So they got the detectives on him and, and documented. Wow. He ended up in prison. So we ended up before he went to prison, which we knew was going to be the case. We all bought as a family a house on the Gold Coast for months. Yeah. And um, so we, we all moved in there while he was in prison. How long? Oh, not for long. Not for long. But it didn't take me long. I didn't stay for long. I um, left again very quickly and uh, went to Western Australia. Oh, you, Australia. you came to WA? Mm. Why WA? Uh, I had been, I'd been over here for a quick trip with a yep. previous relationship. Mm -hmm. And I kind of liked it. My brother and I came over here and um, I liked it. Yeah. Um, we didn't stay obviously, but I knew a little bit about it, so I came over here and thought I'd get Western Australia go since it's the furthest part from Queensland again. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I came, I came smack bang um, into Christ. I, I was listening to a um, the radio, Christian radio, mm -hmm. and there was a advert for Christian um, creation seminar. Yes. Oh, that might be interesting. Mm. I'll go see that and. Um, and so I went, and I thought that was great. Um, but, you know, uh, I just don't know why I went back to Queensland for some reason. Mm. It was just, you know, not settled. Yeah, yeah. Just, just flying here, flying Still flying searching. Here. Just searching. Um, I had, did have an experience. I went back to the Gold Coast. And in, in that place of just, I think it was that struggle of my five years is up, you uh -huh. know. So I'm consistently running 
and and that agreement that I made with God as as a as a, a girl, oh, it, it, it was coming to, to an end. Yeah, it was, no, it was coming to an end yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So God was calling on my commitment. Yeah. He was He was pulling on me. It's time. Okay. It's time. You know, because you know He would He would still be there the whole time. Sure. When I went to university, the um when I lived on campus, the the dorm that I was staying in was an all women's college. I mean, I could have gone into any college. There was a eight colleges, yeah. about 500 students per college. Yeah. But the college that I went to was an all-girls college. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the floor that I actually had a room in was the only floor with all the boy game cushions in. Wow. So, so you couldn't hide. I couldn't hide. I couldn't run anywhere. Yeah. Wherever I went, yeah. God placed people there mm-hmm. so that there was evidence of him yeah. going, come on. Come on, <laughs> So... Um, I was just at the back end. This is another experience. I mean, I had so many times where he would, he would just reveal himself to me. Yeah. This is why, when I'm talking about kingdom, I don't, I don't need rules and regulations and and religion because yes. I've experienced him. And so he, he, uh, one day we're all smoking dope as we did in those days. And, but this was a real experience. It wasn't like an hallucination from drugs. Yes. I know the difference. And uh, if you thought, were you around in the era of Get Smart? Yes. Get Smart? Okay. Do you remember the... Yeah, kind of, yeah and do you know the kind of silence? Yeah. So we were sitting in the back of our, of our yard and um, the kind of silence just came down. And every, every single sound just padded into the distance. Yes. And, um, and they froze. All my, my brother, my sister and all the friends, they just froze. They weren't moving. Yeah. But I was moving. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, Jesus appears up in the sky from about here up yeah. like this. And he has this beautiful smile on his face. Mm. And just, I'm feeling so loved and warm. Yeah. And I said, what are you, how come you're here? Yeah. And he says, Be- uh, because you asked me to. And of course, he takes me back to the prayer that I prayed. Probably one of my desperated moments, you know, yes. crying out to him. Show me if you're real. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and so I remember that. And then he's uh, he's like, we're having this conversation. I say, oh my goodness, you know, I know that you're real. Yeah. I heard your voice, and I know what you want me to do. So I'm going to follow you now for the rest of my life. I'm not going to argue with you. No more. No more. Give me four more years yes. or whatever. This is it. Yeah. And he just he just lovingly smiles at me. He says, no, Karen. This is not it. You're gonna still do your own thing for another two years. But I want you to know that I'm gonna be with you for the next two years and you know, I'm never gonna leave you. Yeah. And I said, no, 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 you know, like Peter, I will never deny you. That's right. I will never deny you. And and then he went off in the distance, so and then the coma silence lifted. And then I said, did you see that? And I'm like shaking my brother and sister and they're going, you're nuts. You're nuts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and he was correct. Two more years. Struggle. Yeah, two more years. And how did you give in? I think it was just a final surrender. Um, of course, I went back to Western Australia. I, I was actually, I got involved with a lot of new age practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in my search, yes. and in that, in that, in and meeting with a lot of those sort of people, and uh, I was illustrating because I was quite artistic. So I was illustrating for a 
a breath technician person, a book that she was writing. And uh, she wanted to um, take us to a nunnery, a Buddhist nunnery, to finalise all the details as a retreat. A Buddhist nunnery? Yes, a Buddhist nunnery. And of course, I went with my and my little white Bible that I used to, that I got when I was christened used to turn up everywhere. I went. It never left me. I, don't, I never packed it. Yeah. But wherever I travelled, it always turned up. And so I, this white Bible was there at the, at the Buddhist nunnery, and I was reading it while all the others were doing their Sanskrits and all their humming and everything like that. I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> That's cute. And um, and at four a.m. I had booked another flight to go back to Western Australia mm. after this. And I was in that, that mind, do I stay or do I go? Do I stay and become a Buddhist nun? Yeah. <laughs> or do I go and uh, on this plane? And I ask God, how does a person who reads the Bible yeah. and then says, do I become a Buddhist nun? You know, this is somebody who has absolutely no idea yeah. what it is to follow Jesus because yeah. they've never been told but they really want to follow God, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and, um, and I heard this aporium standing on the precipice, like we were in the sunrise, and I heard him in, in the inside go. Yeah. And go. So I went. And within that week, I had set foot in Rama when I came to Western Australia. Did somebody invite you? No. You just walked just into it? Because that, that's where the creation seminar was. Oh, so okay. I knew where that was. So it, I said, so, so my deal was, if I go, yeah, so if I go back to West Australia, that's where I'm going. Yeah, and true. that's when I heard go. So I had already determined, if I go back you to West Australia, to I'm going to this church. So you went to Rima? I went to Rima, surrendered my life, and I knew never to go back. So it was a very long journey, but I, I, it literally was like that. I'd had the spiritual experiences yes. before I had the word experience. Yep. And so when I, when I came into the Word, the Word grounded me, the Word changed me, the Word yeah. healed me, the Word dealt with all those roots that I was thought everybody else's problem. And, um, so this was all before you even had the interview for the prison system, mm, for the oh prison yeah. officer? Yeah, I was really established in the kingdom right. by the time the prison came along. How did you meet them? Well, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> He was the creator at Ray at Rayma at oh, that time. Nice. He was called Raymond before Riverview. And I don't remember him greeting me. He says he does. Yes. But I had I was three weeks into church. Uh, I completely turned my back on all my friends. I cut them all off. Mm-hmm. I never associated with them. Very determined. Oh totally. It was an old life. Yeah. I took it literally. Obviously I'm an extreme person, so when I do something it's hundred and fifty percent. Great. So, um, finally, great. Oh, yeah, finally, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure God is going, we got her in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I had a prayer. God would answer my prayer. I mean, He still does miraculously. Uh, yeah. It's just such a confidence there when I pray. He yeah. answers very quickly and immediately. But this morning, he, he, he said to me, Ask me whatever you want, and I'll tell you. And he's done that twice, audibly. He'll, yes. he'll say to me, ask me what you want, and I'll, and I'll tell you. So that morning, he said, he asked, he said that, well, ask me. And I said, well, you know what, God? I, I, I'm, I'm you know, following you now. Obviously, I'm now 24, and I've had a disastrous time of running my own life, as you could have seen. Yes. 
Um, so there's no way I'm going to be able to pick my own husband. <laughs> so can you pick him for me? And not only that, can you introduce him to me this morning at church? Yeah. Perfect scenario. Why not? What, why is, why is that so hard for God to answer? Yeah. Never. It, it didn't even occur to me that that would be an issue. Yeah, of course not. So I was very excited that morning because he, he promised me he would answer me. And so I, I dressed up especially. <laughs> you were ready? <laughs> I was ready. And I, and I moved to Not the, too revealing in any way. No, I, I, I changed a lot <laughs> in those three weeks. Even your clothes. <laughs> changed a lot. Went out and got a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I went into the seats. The seats were like, you know how they were partitioned, so they'd, they'd go down to like two in the row and then they go back like that. Yeah. So I'd go to the aisle seat. Yeah. So, so there would be no mistaking when God brought my husband to meet me that you so know, you can have two. Can have two. Only one. I wasn't joining a cult. I yeah. to <laughs> one husband. <laughs> so, so he had to sit on, sit next to me. Yeah. That was the deal. Yeah. You're going to introduce me to my husband. You're going to sit in beside me today. Nice. So anyway, I had my eyes shut. Very, very excited, and I felt this, um, you know, this presence walk by me, and I quickly peeked, and it was this old man with grey hair. Uh, and I cried to God, no, please, no, he's way too old. He <laughs> so he did. I'll change all of So he, he wasn't there, but so I closed my eyes again. And then the music started, the worship started, so I just began to worship. And I opened my eyes and I saw these really strong, tanned brown arms lifted up in front of me. Oh, yes, that's the one for me, you know, because if anyone is going to be my husband, he's going to be someone who knows how to worship. So um, I had no doubt after that. But he was in front of you, not And he was right beside me. But oh, he he's, he's so tall. Oh. He's so tall. So when he spreads his wings, you, you know, know you know it. You know, I was covered by his wings. He's like, there's my arm, you know, right in front of my head. Nice. <laughs> but that day he gave me a lift into the city, and his it was his mate that was the grey-headed old dude. Yeah. And um, and he. And, Elbows down. Oh, she's really cute. You should marry her. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was. So um, you kind of knew that. I was, knew. I knew that was him. You had to wait for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was a frustrating two-year wait. <laughs> you didn't tell him. No, no, it had to be God. I'm, I'm done playing those games. Yeah. I was a different person. That's why when you, you see, that's why when when people come, this is this is me, right? When yes. people come to Christ. Yes. You know. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no playing games That's with right. me. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. Look you in the eyes. And you can't it. play with God. Yeah. He knows everything. Yeah. So are you going to play the religious game? Yeah. You're going to try and fool people. Mm. Somebody who is in the kingdom is going to know. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was different. So people, people would say, "How do you know that you're, you're Christian?" Because I'm, I'm totally different. Mm. I know who I was. I know where I've been brought yeah. from, yeah. and I'll never forget where I've been brought from. Mm. I'm like the woman that was forgiven much. Yes, without much. I, I was forgiven of quite a lot, mm. and so, so that's how I met Dan, and it was a two-year wait, but we um, finally got together. <laughs> Did you start dating after after that meeting, or no? For a while, no. we just no. saw each other at saw church. Saw each other at church. Said hi. Yeah. How are you doing? In fact, um, 
you can, he'll tell, he'll probably tell the story, but, you know, it was a bit of a struggle actually even to get us together because we weren't, he was a bit commitment phobic and I was like, you know, I'm not doing nothing to help this situation. It has yeah. to be all God. Yeah. So it was going to be an impossible situation until, you know, there was some angelic assistant involved. That's what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, but the thing was, you know, after, I think it was about after a year and a half, I said, Lord, have you really got the right person? Because he's not responding. <laughs> he's really, I don't know whether he's clueless or what, you know. And, um, you know, I felt, felt it was it, it was right. I'd heard correct. He'd answered my prayer. And in fact, I was praying with a good friend of mine one one day in her, we just did it one afternoon, just praying. And, and we're praying in the spirit and we're just loving God. And, and everything went silent because I heard again, just the yes. second time, ask me whatever you want and I will tell you. Mm. So I asked in my heart, please confirm to me that I haven't missed it because yeah. I'm done with waiting. Mm. And, um, and, if, and and my friend, who's very prophetic, yes. by the way, just goes silent. So I just know he's telling her the answer. Yeah. Right? And then she says, Karen, I don't want to put any interpretation on this, but I've just had a vision. She says, I see Danny and you with your hands, holding hands, walking down yeah, this dirt track. Oh. Yeah, dirt, dirt track. And I started screaming and going, oh my Lord, you know, God answered. I said, you don't have to interpret anything. You just don't know what I, I asked God or he, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that just gave me a little bit of more hope and, you know, resolved to just keep waiting until the God So you had been baptised, you had been yeah. like, filled with the Holy Spirit yeah. all yeah. through, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I started going to Bible college. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was like, I, I have to renew my mind. Yeah. I have to rewire my thinking. I yes. have to, because I wasn't making any good choices pre-Christianity. Mm. So, you know, the Word of God is real. The Word of God is my life. The Word of yeah. God put my feet on a, on a real good, solid foundation. Nice. You know, it was, it was, it was do or die. Mm. You know, so that's, that's why I, I'm very passionate about Bible studies. And yeah. Bible college, yeah. the Word of God. Yeah. Because that's where you grow. That's, that's where you grow. That's where you mature. And, and so you got married where in Perth? No, we got married in Albany. Oh, why Albany? Because his parents are in Albany, and his mum wanted us to get married at Camp Corner, which oh, is um, nice. Yeah, just yeah. I think we should show yeah to be there. Yeah. Let me show you across the it was across the bay. Yeah. So we were yeah mystery beach isn't it? Mm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It just won the best speech in Australia. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's where we got married. And um, so we had all our friends come down and stay there for the weekend, had a great big party. Nice. Dad wanted me to arrive in a helicopter, but I said that's going to be inconvenient and not practical in a dress. So um, he arranged a little tugboat from the harbour. Nice. No. Nice. It was great. It was a great, um, it's a great day. All our friends still talk about it. It was a big party. It was good. And, uh, Beautiful. Yeah, it was a great beginning. It hasn't always been. And did you Island. stay in Perth, or you you stayed in Albany? No, 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 no. We we were um, with uh, Pastor Margaret Cole. A victory life. A victory life. We you know began. Uh, she went from Brima to victory life mm. when she left. Mm. Yep, and we uh, we were with her, and um, I was with the kids, and Dan was in the ushering, and we just helped it grow for several years, and then. Um, 
What were you working? What were you doing as a child? Okay, so I um, I just found little bits of jobs here and there between um, having my first child, mm-hmm. um, a bit of before and after school care. Yeah. Um, a bit of cleaning. What was Dan doing? Dan was doing some um, work with I think at that time it was Tanks West. Did a bit of truck driving. He's a he's a mechanic by trade. Okay. He, um, He'd pick up anything that we could. We were really focused on kingdom. Yeah. So we were serving in the church, and so we made a, a, a commitment that we would not go career, yes. career way. It was yeah. always going to be something that yes. was going to be able to work around ministry. Because, you know, I had made that covenant with God. Yeah. I knew the call of God in my life, and um, it wasn't going to be the world's way. It wasn't going to be done that way. So, yeah. And then you had two children? We had two girls. And I found out later that it was very miraculous, really. Oh. Um, I won't share the testimony on public platform, but um, it was miraculous the way that that happened. And it was um, it was something that I had desired when I got married that I wanted children straight away because yeah. um, it was something that I wanted to experience first because I knew that I had a lot of um, work with God to do after that. Yeah. And, um, so. I got a, a, I had my pastor from Bible College agree with me, lay yeah. hands on my womb, and without Danny really knowing, we agreed that I was going to have a child. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, In the spirit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And I was pregnant four weeks later. Beautiful. And um, and so I must have, um, for some reason, received a, a gift of faith for that from that yeah. moment on, because even when we were ministering. Around the place, I now can lay hands on ladies that aren't, or I'm believing for, for yeah. children, and they fertility. They, they get pregnant. Yeah, special anointing. Yeah, so um, so when I wanted the second girl, or, you know, because I wanted a girl, um, we did the same. We I asked my pastor the same thing. Yeah. Within four weeks, I was pregnant again. Beautiful. And um, yeah, two beautiful girls. Yeah, it's nice. great. Everything's done miraculously in my life. So what attracted you to go to the prison uh, ministry? <laughs> it was it was it was it was out of need. Yes. It wasn't like I grew up wanting to be a prison working in the prison. You were still in Perth, or you had moved to? We had moved to Victoria. Victoria. The word of the Lord came to us, and we went to uh, plant a ministry in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And we had picked up a bit of work while we were there, and um, I had got a bit tired of cleaning, and I knew, I guess, at that stage. We, to live in Melbourne is costly, yes. and we're going to have to find some decent work. Yeah. So I volunteered to be the one of our family to do the majority of the work while Danny concentrated on the ministry. Yeah. And um, and so the Lord actually brought that to my attention in an ad, and uh, Dan said, "No, you're not going to prison." <laughs> I had no fear of it because my dad had been to prison, my mum had been to prison, so you know what's the big deal. You know, but he said no. You, you were going in as an officer. You weren't going in as a exactly, exactly. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he, I said okay, no problem. But but it just kept coming back. You know when yeah. the Lord puts something on your heart, and it just it, it, he'll just keep bringing it back to you. And so it was the third witness, I said, Dan, I just really want to pursue this. Can you please pray? And he says, you know what, just go, go with it. If it is God, He'll open the door, and we'll and agree. Yeah. And you know, and it really was. God, because there was like 2,500 applicants Whoa. for my for, for 23 positions. Why is it in such a demand? Um, it was a, it's a very secure job, and mm. in in the area that I lived, it was a very um, 
well known. I didn't know that at the time, but very well known industry to go into. Yes. So it was very competitive. Mm. And all my colleagues that went into um, well, into my squad yeah. were, were, all had degrees. Oh. So, Psychology. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, I had the experience. <laughs> real life experience. <laughs> I had the real life experience. I didn't, I didn't have the, uh, I had an advanced, I was in the middle of completing an advanced diploma in family therapy at the yeah. time. Yep. So that helped. So that helped. Um, I guess, you know, that gave me favour, but it really was God. He opened the door. And and at that time I had the choice. I can go casual, I can go full time. Yes. It was up to me. That that was the offer was on the table. Mm. And it, it really never happened to anybody else. That yeah. we understood. So yeah, out of two thousand five hundred I received the position, so it was really great. And then, and I was there for ten years. Wow. Yeah. It was great. In Melbourne? In Melbourne. In Sunshine in the West? In Sunshine in the West. And it was, it was a, a, a wonderful platform and many miracles happened while I was in that, that place. And you know, my sister Dina was in there. What? Most likely when you were there. I, I went to visit her. You did not? Yes. What year? It would have been um, probably nine years ago, ten years ago. Early 2011, 2012. And I would have processed you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we we probably did see each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was she was in for drugs. What was her name? Dina Postilla. Yeah. We I met her last night. You prayed with her. I I recognised her. Yeah. Yeah. I recognised her. Big Mama. I they call her knew Big Mama. From somewhere. I just, yeah. I know you. Oh. There you go. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great experience. I loved them. Yeah. I really loved them. Yeah. Well, maybe you see some of them be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mended. So there you go. I did. I probably processed you. Yeah. Because I would have been in, in in that area. Yes. Wow. So. <laughs> did you visit a couple of times? I did. I think twice. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember it. Is she? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Yeah, it's my What's What's her testimony of being in that place? Um. She she's quite strong. Um, the Lord was dealing with her in there, yeah. um, but she, she knew the insights, she was very street smart, mm, mm, so mm. she yeah. survived. survived. It was actually better for her in jail than on the streets because on the streets the, the drug lords were after her. Yeah. I mean, she suffered a lot, yeah. they kicked her out of the car at 60 k's an hour, she broke the knees. She slept in, you know, the gutters and yeah. she had a horrible time. Yeah. A lot of the time she was, you know, with a gun at her head and yeah. threatened to the max. It's a common story that yeah. I hear with the girls that come in. Yeah. It's really um, a tragic, tragic culture, really. Oh, tragic you're culture. a slave. Yeah. 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 So we had we had plenty of opportunity there to minister. I mean, I had a great testimony with the one girl, one of my colleagues, I had a lot of favour with my colleagues. Yes. The Lord just opened the door for me. I remember she, she heard the story about me getting pregnant. She said, do you think you could do that to me? She was a um, uh, South American yes. and um, Catholic yeah. and believing to, to have a family. And it was yeah. a, it, they just could not have a family. Mm. Oh, can you please pray for me that I have a family? It was just such a wonderful joy to be used by God in that way. And she took me into her office and she put your hand there and she just received. 
Wow. She was pregnant within four weeks. Wow. That's it was phenomenal. just amazing. And of course, they went around all the all the, the girls, and so of yeah. course the other ones came and another one came to me. Oh, we're bleeding from the child too. Can you lay your do that thing that you do? <laughs> You know, they had no concept yeah. of language yeah, yeah. for it. I love that. You know, of course, you know. And um, and so they got to see the demonstration that Jesus loved them and he's for them. And, Beautiful. You know, and, and it was just phenomenal. It, it, it was such a, it was actually such a testimony that they, at one stage, I was a, a, with a, working with a colleague and um, and he was on compo for his knee. Mm. I said, you know, you need to let me pray for you. You'll be out on compound, no problem. I said, don't do that. I won't oh, get my payout. I wasn't remain as I am. I need to stay like this until I get my full payout from compo. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was that reputation that you just got to carry on. She'll pray and everything will be fine. That's know? nice. Inmates as well. Hmm? Inmates oh, as well. Um, yeah, I did have a bit of a reputation with inmates. If they, yeah. They were junior. Yeah. They are so cluey. They can spot fake yeah. Oh, yeah. from you a can't mile hide. away. You can't hide. Yeah. And uh, what brought you back to Perth or to Western Australia? The word of the Lord. Okay. Word of the Lord. We, um, we, had, we, were, we were hanging with, um, as we had mentors at, in, in Melbourne. We do still have. His name's Pastor John Martin and Sherilyn. They're in the late 70s, 80s now. And yep. uh, they were early revivalists in North Queensland, brought themselves a great revival. Up there in the yep. Aboriginal communities, but we would—they were very known for their healing ministry, alternative healing ministry. Yep. We travelled with them quite a bit, and um, we were hanging with them, and they had a prophet over, Prophet Phelan Sparks. Have you heard of her? No. Okay, so a prophet in um, Brisbane prophesied over us, and we had started to get a stirring. Yeah. To um, probably to uh, do something a bit more significant. We'd been running in the ministry, but um, you know. Do something else. There's a bit of a shift and change going on, and um, and she just began to speak the vision that we had originally had when we came over to Melbourne. Yeah. And the Lord said to us, "You, you, you. It's time now to run. Yes. Again. Yeah. Uh, but it's your choice where you're going to plant. Yeah. And we both had it on our hearts to come back to us straight sometime. But I was a bit stubborn. Hmm. More crushing. Yeah. So, so eventually, um, you gave me. I gave Hello. New ministry. New ministry, new plant, and it was um, it was time. The Lord said, "It's time to run." Mm -hmm. Put on your running shoes. It's time to. Yeah. Time get to into it. You've so been prepared did. for this. We did, and so that whole Melbourne experience, fifteen years. Yes. Was preparation really? It was. It was for Danny probably a lot more of an experience for him than me. For me, it was a, a great experience in that I was trained in the marketplace. Yes. In in my ministry, I learned a lot about my authority in the spirit realm, working yep. in the prison. Yep. Um, and so it's time to to run it and set roots down here. You know, I fought, I fought with him coming back yep. for a number of years. Daniel said, I think we have to go back. And, you know, over every three years, there would be a cycle. Yep. We need to go back and go, oh, you can go back by yourself. I'm not going back. Mm. And um, God got me in a, in a service that we were in, and I had this open vision um, of revival. Yes. And there were just uh, multitudes of young people 
from 15 to probably 30, just falling on their knees, crying out to God, how must I be saved? Wow. But just hunger of like completely turning, like I, not my yes. experience, turning their back on the world. Yeah. Not that I want anything to do with the world. Mm. And radical firebrands, yeah. just hungry for God and doing miracles, but just eating up the word. And, and, and in the middle of that, Danny was preaching like an, like an evangelist, yeah. just preaching really strong. And I'm thinking, these guys are not going to get the preaching, but they were. Yeah. They wanted more, mm. and um, and I was I was humbled. I was really humbled because it wasn't just the four, five, or six. It was just all I could see, as far as I could see. Yes. Just see of these young kids, and mm. I started to cry, and I just said, "Lord, I, I want this. Mm. This is my will." Yeah. And and then He showed me where it was. Then what? Western Australia, go back down to the region, South Korea. The How south, long ago did you move back? So that was that. So that vision happened about three, four years before we ended up moving back here. Okay, so still. I didn't want to tell Dan. Yeah, because he would have said, "Next plane, we're on." We're going. Yeah. So it had to be, again, it you know, like when, when God yeah. shows me something, it, it has to be. This has to be birthed by Him. Yeah. So. In other words, it's just. And you planted harvest four years ago? Three years 2016. Ago? 2016. So 2016, six years. we came over and we, we ran and I preached to Dan, Dan preached to me, and Joe ran the overheads and Maddie would, you know. Nice. Be. At Albany or in Denmark? So this was in Denmark. The Lord, the strategy was planted in Denmark first. Now, Denmark's a very difficult place if people. No. No? It wasn't. It wasn't. That's the thing. Everybody kept saying, oh, Denmark's hard, it's so Oh, no, but it's very new age and very affluent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. But the grace of God was on it. Yeah. The grace of God was there. It's like we have such joy. Yeah. We didn't care for preaching to one another, we were there in God's will. And then you you were given another opportunity in Mount Barker as well. Yeah, we had we had um, there were some pastors there. Their season had run out. They were sort of burnt out, and uh, they gave us the opportunity. They asked us, would we be willing to take it on? And um, we were kind of in two minds. We we were running hard with with Denmark. Yeah. And um, but we thought no, we'll 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 take that on. We don't want the ter- the, the ground to be lost. Yeah. So, yeah, Danny um, said, let's do it. Beautiful. So it's been, it's been um, a, a steep learning curve and, and, a, and a great learning experience. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. I, I often think um, I didn't want to come here, but I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. I'm really glad. And, nice. you know, we're seeing, we're seeing miracles. We're seeing new salvations. And now Albany itself as well. So three, Lord, three locations. For Albany. It was it was probably just before Christmas, and I got up to play got up to play the keys just before it started. I put my hands on the keys, and I heard the Lord say to me, "Today I establish you." Yes. And I felt like, yeah, there was a real establishment. It, it like it did. It was something that exploded on, on the inside of me. I said, "This is for real. We're not mm-hmm. playing anymore." Yeah. This is for real. Mm. Not that I'd thought that before, but that's kind of like what went through my mind. This is, yeah. 
this is for real now. This is yeah. the big boys' games. Yeah. You know, we're overthrowing and 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 kicking out principalities and taking ground. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it was literally within a month or so. Um, through natural circumstances, we had to. We were running a Saturday night service in, in yes. um, Albany, and the the place that we were hiring was getting renovated. We, we weren't able to meet there anymore, and and the Lord moved on Pastor Dan's heart and said, "It's time to get a place. Beautiful. It's time to move on." And let's let's do it. So we in the facility. So we ended up um, leasing a, a permanent place. Beautiful. Yeah. So we actually now have our permanent base, base which is is phenomenal after four years. Yeah. Of, Packing up, setting up, packing up, setting up. And of course, we over those years, you gain more stuff yeah. to yeah. unpack. Add, add. And, you know, and so it was great to be able to just... Settle in. Unlock the door, walk in and everything. Turn, turn the lights turn on, light the sound on, and audio yeah. video. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And of course, you're not, you're not actually doing a lot of warfare yeah. to clear the place before you... Even you know, set up. You you haven't had all the other super new age practices in there using the building to do yeah. all their demonic yeah. rubbish. Yeah. You know, so you you already you already got a consecrated building. Yeah. So the it, the work is so wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah, it's great. What's next for you, Kara? Okay, what's next? Has the Lord revealed you? Anything? A future destiny, a future plan, a future just, chapter. He says, just keep going. Keep going. Just keep moving what you're doing. You're walking in your purpose. Okay. You're walking in your purpose. I mean, my my 150% yes. extreme personality yeah. is I'm not done until the whole region is saved. Hallelujah. Are so, your daughter saved? Yes, listen. Yes. Praise God. <laughs> Are they in Albany or are they Perth? Or? They they're um they're in Albany at the moment, but they're also um you know looking for where they their purpose is. So they're yeah. it's been a, a, a difficult journey with the current climate that we're living. Yes. The lockdowns and the mandate. Yeah. So yeah. and they're young and they're, they're looking for you know where married any of them. They uh they're not uh, married at this stage, but we believe that Lord has. Just the like, right person, yeah. and if it's not the, the right, right person, dam. it's not entering into their life. That's right. You know, there's a certain jurisdiction that we. It will probably on. happen in your church. It will happen uh, according to God's plan, God's yeah. will. Yes. And um, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so we we. Um, what would you like to be remembered by? Person who radically loves Jesus. Radically. I want to be that person who, in the Bible says, you know, she crushed the alabaster jar on yes. his feet. Yeah. And whatever he says, I want to do. Not negotiable. Nothing else. Not negotiable. Mm. No, no negotiation. This is for real. This is for real. <laughs> this is for real. We're going to title this podcast, This is for real. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your love, your life story and your love of the Lord. Thank you for having me, Pastor Man. It's been a great pleasure. Wonderful. What a beautiful story, eh? This is for real. I don't know how much of 100% you're uh, putting out there for the Lord of the Kingdom, or 150% like uh, Karen, but maybe it's time for you to realize and have this awareness that this is for real, that you only get one shot at life, 
you got to make it count. And even if you have had your wilderness years, there's still an amazing opportunity for you to realign and channel all your energy in the, the kingdom priority. And you will see amazing, amazing things happen as God will bless you. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week when we interview Pastor Dan, Karen's husband. So don't miss it. Make sure you come back here. And if you love this content, I'm sure you do, please share it with other people and spread the joy. Looking forward to seeing you next week. I am Nathaniel Costia. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.